0: So step number one is I want you to think back to the most recent time you felt rejected. Was it maybe a friend of yours? Maybe your partner or spouse? There was a sense of maybe your kids. Maybe you have adult children and there was something there. Whatever it was, that sense of feeling rejected, write it all out. And as I said, the workbook will give you the space to do that. So write out the details of the story of what happened. Now, step number two is what was your emotional reaction and really detail it. Now, if you aren't great with emotions, again, at the website on there, that free content, there's a free feeling. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I encourage you, download that as well. Use that for this process. Get really detailed as to all the emotions you experienced. Were you sad? Were you angry? Frustrated? Confused? Consternated? Um, What was it that you experienced that in that moment of rejection, those deep feelings, all right? Now, the next step in this, step three is, what does it mean that they didn't do these things for you or didn't show up or didn't care for you um, in the way that you were hoping? Now, that's the question. What does it mean? Did you conclude that if they didn't say yes to this or didn't do this or whatever it was, was your conclusion that they didn't care about you or care for you? You know, that they were selfish or something along those lines, but somewhere inside of there, their inability to show up for you in the way you requested or demanded or would have liked, is it there a deep sense that the conclusion is they just don't care about you? Because if they really cared about you, they, they would have shown up? Think about that. For I've never met anyone that hasn't come to that conclusion. So step number five, what's your first memory of having that exact same feeling where you concluded that, my gosh, this means I'm not worthy of being cared for, that mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, coach, priest, friend, What's your first memory? For everyone, obviously, their first memory is childhood. And in that moment when maybe you didn't get to eat dinner that night, maybe you didn't get to play the sport or do the activity you wanted. um, Maybe you weren't listened to. Maybe you were left outside to play when it was freezing cold. What was it? Where were you left with the sense that you weren't worthy of being cared for? It'll always be found somewhere in childhood, okay? Step number six, um, or I'm sorry, part of step number five is telling the story of how you weren't cared for, just like you did in step one. Really detail it out. So now you have the two stories to compare. You're going to see the basic words and the basic structure are virtually identical. Not only are the feelings the same, not only is the experience the same, um, maybe a different person, but they're almost identical. All right, step number six. Now we're gonna start turning it around. Are there other possible reasons this person didn't do what they said they would do? Um, Are there other possible reasons this person decided they didn't wanna go on a date with you or didn't wanna help you clean out the garage, whatever it may have been? that created this initial feeling of rejection start listing what other possible reasons they could come up for um, maybe they were sick maybe they were tired maybe they had a long day maybe they needed alone time maybe um, they just decided they liked blondes not brunettes maybe They like different sports than you do. Maybe your politics are different. Maybe the religion is different. What other possible reasons could have come up for them not to show up and care for you in this instance? List all the possible reasons. I don't care if they sound crazy, but you're going to start to see, you're going to realize, oh my God, there are literally hundreds of possible reasons this person chose something different. And what you're going to discover is they have absolutely nothing to do with you. They have to do with what that person's morals and values are, what their needs and wants are, and what they found negotiable and non-negotiable, which is not a reflection on you. It's like, you know, somebody likes sherbet, ice cream instead of Rocky Road. Is that a rejection of you or just a different like? Um, Somebody didn't go to the movies with you. Is that possible because they rather go monster truck watching than the movies? That's not about you. They just like something different. Do you see, when people choose something different, all they're ever doing is choosing something that they like that works for them. That doesn't mean what we like is bad. But we will internalize it as though what we like or what it is we want is bad. And so this gets to step seven. Do you see what this teaches us about us? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bank slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. See that we're reacting to our perception. We're not reacting to reality. It's our interpretation of what might have happened, not what actually happened. So, Because of our childhood pain, because of our original wounds, our original abandonment, whatever it was, we learned a perception that we were unworthy of care. And we bring that, this is why I talk about all the time, we may say we're an adult, but science shows, the studies show 95% of our adult life, all we're ever doing is reliving our childhood pain. We are not present. And this rejection is the perfect example. We are 45, 65, 85 years old. And our daughter decides, I don't want you at my baby shower. And we think it's a rejection of us. It has nothing to do with us. It has to do with our daughter and what works for her. And she gets to decide that she's an adult. But yet we're bringing those moments from the past and we're choosing an interpretation and a perception. Who knows, maybe you've just never realized that her husband is incredibly controlling and he won't allow you around and she's never told you, that's possible. There are all these possible things, but we always choose an interpretation and a perception that identifies us as being unworthy of being cared for. Did you also notice that in every instance, we choose the worst possible interpretation? That's what's happening in rejection. We're actually rejecting ourselves. We are creating an interpretation that goes against us and we're choosing the worst one possible. We actually learned in those early traumatic moments to feel a sense of unworthiness. And as I talk about in my book, Your Journey to Success, this is all part of the worst day cycle. And this is actually gets into the shame and denial portion in shame as adults. We actually re-victimize ourselves. In other words, we choose to relive the original pain from childhood because it gives us power. And this is proof of it. We're choosing interpretations and reactions that put us in that same traumatic position. But here's the difference. As a child, I was defenseless. I couldn't stop my parents' perfect imperfections. It happened to me. But now as an adult, here I am, instead of cycling through the thousands of different possibilities of why they chose to do something different, we instantly chose, this means I'm unlovable, I'm not worth being cared for, I'm not worthy. And we instantly choose that this must mean something terrible about me. That is us choosing to victimize ourselves. And then we go into denial. Don't want to admit that I'm doing this. No, Kenny, it's them who rejected me. This isn't me. We don't take responsibility because we haven't been shown how. Nobody's pointed out to us that this is a subconscious process where we re-victimize ourselves. And so that's what step seven is teaching us, that we're reacting to our perception, that our interpretation of what might've happened isn't what actually happened and that we're choosing a perception that's the worst one possible that, and, and what is the worst thing in the world that we don't matter, that we aren't worth being cared for. And we are doing that to ourselves. We are the one rejecting ourselves, not them. Step number eight. Did you notice that your interpretation and your perception happened automatically? You didn't even have to think about it. It's just boom, go back to all the times in your life. And you instantly, went right to that interpretation that you were rejected, that you were unworthy of being cared for, that you just didn't matter. It came to you automatically. That's step number nine. This is the proof that that's childhood trauma. We are not responding to the present moment. We're responding to the pain from the past from either the direct or indirect messages we receive from our caregivers, that left us feeling unworthy of care and we've never healed it. And so we're bringing the pain, as I just said, we're bringing that pain from the past into the present moment and reinflicting it on ourselves. And then we'll push the other person away. We push ourselves away. We move into, we overeat, we drink, we drug. We do all of these things to, I mean, look at what happens in adores. We feel rejection. So I'll go prove them. We go say almost, almost, not everyone, But most people that go through divorce or a serious breakup immediately become promiscuous. They go look for value outside of themselves. They start to party. And in the process, what always happens is after a period of time, they get overwhelmed with shame because they realize this isn't who I am. This isn't what I want. But they victimize themselves. They felt rejection. And then they go reject themselves with their behaviors. They get their power back. Screw you, if you don't want me, I'll go prove it. I'll go sleep with all these people and do all these things. Yet underneath, they can't stand themselves for doing it, so they're inflicting their own self-rejection. They chose the worst possible interpretation and perception and they ended up rejecting themselves. That's how the worst day cycle works. We destroy ourselves. So that gets us to step number 10. All of this proves that we are stuck. There's something inside of us that still believes we're not worthy of care and respect. Our behaviors prove that. Our thought and feeling processes prove that. The bottom line to self-esteem is at the core of it is a sense that I'm worthy. It's not about what I achieve or accomplish or what you think about me, or it's an overall acceptance that I'm worthy internally, regardless of what's going on externally. It's an overwhelming sense of warmth in your heart that I am worthy. That's self-esteem. It's, it's really nothing more complicated than that. Well, do you see in in our sense of rejection, this is lost because now my esteem is is predicated on you accepting me. And now I've given you power over my worth. Like I'm tied to you, okay? That's step number 10. Step number 11 is this also means that we're responding as the hurt child. We're not adult. We're not in the present day. We are two, four, six, eight, ten years old. Almost every day of our life, no matter what age we are, and we're lacking compassion for ourselves, and we don't believe we're worthy of care and respect. But the beauty of that is, we can do something about it because now you're into reality of what rejection is. It's not them rejecting us; it's us rejecting ourselves. But we were taught that to reject ourselves. It's because of what we went through in childhood. We weren't aware because no one's taught us that this is how we bring the pain from the past into our present day moment every day of our life until we're shown a process to heal. Well, that's what this process is, a process to heal it. So let's start moving in the direction of healing that. Now we're at step number 12, make a declaration. From this day forward, I will love and accept all of my perfect imperfections and repeatedly remind myself that I'm worthy because self-esteem is I'm worth regardless. Regardless if I'm having a fat day or a less than smart day, um, clumsy day, whatever it may be, I'm still worth. I am worth love and respect. I'm worth care and respect and I can give it to myself by recognizing and reminding myself that I'm worth it, that your change of heart, that your decision not to show up on time, not to fix something you said you would fix, not to do something you said you would do, not to follow through on something is not a rejection of me. They're just rejecting themselves. For whatever reason, they can't follow through. Well. That's not about me. That's about their own unhealed pain and their inability to walk in their own worthiness. And so they act out their own sense of lack of worth by not showing up and falling through on what they say they will. Or um, in some cases, it is a sign of worth that they've decided, I want something different. I want Rocky Road. I, I've, I know for years I've been eating orange sherbet with you, but I can't stand it. Now that's not a rejection of you. That's actually an acceptance and love for both of us because I'm being authentic. And I'm telling you actually all along, Rocky Road has been my favorite ice cream and that's what I'm going to have from now on. That's loving. It's not a reflection on us, but they couldn't be that honest and straightforward because they were working on accepting their self-worth. All right. Now we get to step news, the good news of all of this is that we recognize it is none of these thoughts and feelings um, were valid. They aren't who we are. That underneath it, no matter how unworthy we feel, we still have access to our true nature, to our authentic self. It's never lost and can be reclaimed because do you see, when we clear all this away, can you get that sense? You can feel the difference. You can feel what it, you know, what, now that I've given you the process to separate out that, oh my God, that's about them. It's not about me. You can feel your sense of worth. That means no matter how awful we've ever been in our life, how imperfect we've ever been in our life, we always have access to reclaiming ourselves. It's never lost. So much of people in recovery, like I want to find my authentic self, that's me too. And it's, it's always right there. It's just most of the time, we're lacking knowledge, skills, and tools to see it clearly, to experience it clearly, and embrace it clearly. And this is a prime example. It's right there. And when you, we clear away the wreckage of the past and those old feeling patterns and thought patterns that disconnect us, and we use a process like this, it boom, it just really centers us on, oh my God, I see how now this had nothing to do with me. And you instantly feel a sense of worth and connection with yourself, boom, that's the good news. You've never lost it, it's always there. And I see that there are many people that will comment on my posts and really desperate to find their authentic self. And that's what's so great about this 15 steps. It immediately shows you it's there, it's not lost. You're just on the journey to experiencing that feeling all day, every day. It just takes a little bit to kind of heal the wreckage of the past to let it in at all times, all right? Now, the better news is that we can see that all of our so-called negative reactions, our imperfect reactions to these things, claiming and feeling like we're rejected, do you see how they're not a problem, how the imperfect nature of them are absolutely perfect because what do they do? Do you see what they do? They give us access to healing. Now that you know this process, when you feel rejected, instead of like everyone's like, oh my God, I never want to feel rejected. I never want to feel anything negative. I never want to feel unworthy. Well, what did the process of rejection and feeling unworthy bring you to? Worthiness to your authentic self. Oh my God, please let me experience this. It breaks my heart every time I see people in post. I've given up on men, I've given up on women. You know, they've just shut off themselves. They've dropped out of life. And 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 it's only because, you know, I that sounds very judgmental, like I'm saying there's something bad with them. I wonder if they would choose that interpretation. It's not. It's actually tremendous empathy that because We don't teach these skills and tools. They don't realize that all of that pain leads them to everything they want. It's the doorway. And so it's like I always say, the more my life gets terrible, the more excited I become. It just means I'm close to something. It means I'm closer to another sense, a deeper sense of feeling my inherent worth a deeper sense of connecting to my authentic self, of accepting all of me and my imperfections, because these imperfections show up to give us the opportunity to reconnect to ourselves. Do you see how this whole process, before knowing this process, our life is predicated on someone else's approval and non-rejection of me. That means I'm always the victim. I'm always helpless and powerless. My whole life, and whether I'm happy or not is in somebody else's hands, the world's hands, really, anyone but mine. Well, every time I experience my own perfect imperfection, my own worthiness and humanness at making mistakes and misinterpreting things, it opens the door to connection with me. It is the light. The light is in the darkness. It's in all that we avoid. And that's the sad nature of all of this is we've all been taught to avoid these things I talk about, yet they are the doorway to everything we want. And you can't get to what you want unless you go through this, all right? Now, the best news is realizing that we do all of this to ourselves. That's step 15. Nobody has done this to us and therefore it gives us the power to become an expert and learn and gain the knowledge, skills, and tools to change and heal. That's what we want. We want the empowerment. We want the sense we just need to know how, well, this is the step. So uh, if you're tired of feeling that sense of rejection, if you're tired of reliving that pain from the past, this 15 step process, there's several other downloads that I have on my website as well. They're all part of the process to reconnecting to recognizing and feeling your sense of inherent worth. I encourage you to download them all and go through all of the exercises and everything. It's just a reframing. It's recognizing that, you know, everything that was imprinted in us in childhood was perfectly imperfect. And we have the choice if we want to address it and embrace the imperfect nature of it so that we can feel perfectly okay with it and our humanness. I know this, anyone that's chosen to do that work, they do. They succeed. They feel better. They like themselves more. They attract better relationships. They make more money. They have more joy in their life. This is how you get joy. So there's your 15 step process. Again, go to my website, www.thegreatnessuniversity.com. Look for the tab that says free content. It's right at the top navigation bar. I think on your phone. You'll have to hit probably you know the, oh, the three lines and then all the different um, pages come up. Look for the one that says free content, select it right there. You'll see the free download to walk yourself through this exercise. So you can use it with any, really it's any negative feeling that comes up. You just walk through this exercise. It shows you how we're misinterpreting this, where we learned it in childhood and how to turn it all around and recognize we're doing this to ourselves and we can change it. There's the feelings wheel there as well. So you can connect to the deeper feelings that are going on. And you can just accept, look, the bottom line is this. All of us are worthy. We all have inherent worth, no matter what we do. There isn't anything we've done that makes us not worthy of love and care from ourselves. And that's where it has to start, is within ourselves. And this process shows you how to do. So if you like this, please like it. If you'd like to leave comments, please do. And if you think this might help somebody, if you know somebody who's constantly spinning on rejection or constantly choosing interpretations that are hurtful to them, please share it with them. Pass along the journey to somebody else who needs their hand held. Walk with them. You know, be that protector and person that cares for them. Even if they can't see it, you know they may not be ready to that's okay um walk them along that journey and as i always say enjoy the journey